Welcome to Monday Morning Homilist. I'm Father Manny Alvarez. And I'm Jorge Santibanez. Every Monday morning, we dive deeper into the previous Sunday's readings and homilies. And towards the end, we veer off to talk about life and definitely talk a little sports. Enjoy. Good morning. Happy Monday. It is February 6th, and away we go. How you doing, yeah, Father? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. It was a weird weekend. Why was it weird? Uh, the rain. Yeah. It was, it was not February-esque weather. No. It was and yesterday, like yesterday it was like... No, it, it was. It was I had a stop. baptism, and I had to go to a, the lunch afterwards. Uh, you know, by the way, thank you for the lunch at Morton's. It didn't help before 5.30 mass, though. I was like, I was, I was struggling there for a while. It didn't look like I was struggling, but I was. Um, but yeah, so when we were about to walk out the church, everybody's, you know, the first people had walked out. And then when I was with the parents and I mean, it just started coming down, but it looked like a summer downpour yeah. that you get in July. And, you know, thankfully there's always umbrellas lying around in church. I haven't had to buy an umbrella since I became a priest because probably thank you for your generosity and leaving behind your umbrellas. So yeah, I'm sure they do that on purpose. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but uh, I, I, one of my friends, poor thing, she got soaked, and I have no idea. She dried off, and when we got to the restaurant, but it was it was great. But it was a, it was a fun weekend. It was a tiring weekend. I spent two and a half hours in the studio, actually a little longer than that, on Saturday recording a podcast for uh, another for a friend and for another podcast, and that should be coming out. I don't know when. Two and a half hours, and you probably, well, didn't, no, no, and you no, probably well, didn't even notice it. No, we didn't. Like you and I could talk for no, yeah, we, no, we would notice after two. Uh, yeah, we yeah, would. Two and a half hours. We would. We would we're, we're, we're too, you know, we're too like focused on things. But no, with this friend, we we talked for like, and the thing is, before we turned on the mics, we were talking for like twenty, thirty minutes yep. about life and how something like, turned. I go, this stuff would be good for the pike. Why don't why don't we hit record? But so I spent a lot of time in the studio on Saturday, and then. Uh, and thankfully it was raining, so yep. it was like not much, not much to do. And then obviously, you know, this is for the second segment. There's no football this weekend, you know. So, but plenty of plenty of masses and plenty of sacraments and plenty of things to talk about as we will this morning. So. Absolutely, and it's a and it's a great week coming up. We have our school confirmation mass on yeah. Friday, uh, which which kind of leads us right into. Uh, and I said, you know, this this week would have been perfect for the the confirmation retreat and the reflections that we had the uh, you know that we threw at the kids during the retreat which we spoke about last week but it was all about you know as as we move into that second half of the retreat going out into the world and changing it. and you said i don't know if you said it in the morning uh, Max, I did. at 5:30 you said you know the you've changed to, oh, speaking for, speaking to, to, to the to the ladies at Emmaus yeah. and mm -hmm. and really that applies to every single one of us you know when we're baptized when we receive a sacrament when we receive communion we are changed, and it's our job to go out and change the world as a result of it. So yeah, putting always, our faith into action. I always say that to the Emmaus men and women when they come out of retreat is like you know, and I and I they were all nodding their heads. It's like it, it's like they were probably told this by the retreat leaders that I go, okay, you change this weekend, yep. but the, the world, world has is not. Yep. And but it's up to you to go out and change it. And what's beautiful is that. This um this gospel I, I preach about it every I use it for every graduation mass that we do here in, in the parish and, and in previous parishes of of the Saul when Jesus says this is during the Sermon on the Mount last week we had the Beatitudes and mm -hmm. so this is what he says immediately right after the Beatitudes. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand, which gives light to all in the house. So, just so, your light must shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. That's perfect. I mean, yes, it would have applied beautifully to the kids last week, but they're going to hear that at graduation in June. Um, it was good for the Emmaus women here to hear. And so... I and did it's, the a, it's just a good refresher for, it's just, it for is all for of everybody. us. And um, at ten thirty mass, uh, I preached about this, and you know, I and I preached you know pretty forcefully about it. And 
and Deacon Flakedus, who, who, who assisted me at both the 10.30 mm-hmm. and the 5.30 Mass, he said to me before the 5.30 Mass, I told him, I will probably change a few things for the Emmanuel Swimming but He tells me, don't change a thing. It was fine. It was no. perfect. It was powerful. And I'm like, okay. Why, why was I a little apprehensive and wanted to change a few things? Here's why. So I'm talking about, you know, the, 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 I, the story I told yesterday I had mentioned in the podcast uh, two weeks ago when we talked about the March for Life, about, you know, when we were in Arlington National Cemetery mm-hmm. and, and seeing the sun just setting and, and basically making uh, what, from where we were on our vantage point above Washington, D.C., seeing Washington, D.C. Um, glow yep. and, and, and shine. And so it got a great laugh at 1030 Mass because I said, again, let me, let me rephrase that. Let me, let me re- repeat that. Washington, D.C., glowing and shining. Everybody just, you know, <laughs> the city that, you know, everybody calls broken. Uh, but it is a beautiful city and the way it's designed and the way our, you know, our founding fathers designed it. So when I was talking about that light, and I really should have used that last verse more, you know, just so your light must shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. So many times, you know, we receive the light of Christ, like you said. We receive the sacrament, we receive baptism, we receive the Eucharist. You know, we're lit up. You know, we're glowing, you know, before God. We're in communion with Him. But we don't let the world see that light. And so I uttered this phrase and I repeated this phrase. I tweeted this phrase. Faith is not a private matter. Because so many times we hear faith, well, from leaders, from people say, well, you know, I don't like talking about it because that's, that, that's something private. Well, no, that's not what Jesus says here. Because if you light your, if, if you are the light of the world, he says, and you cannot hide your light under a bushel basket. Light by its very essence has to be, you know, seen or else it's not light. Because if you if if, if you light a light bulb and, and to, to illuminate a room and you put that light and you put up something over that light bulb, it's not gonna illuminate the room. And so you as a Christian, if you are the light of the world, if you are a follower of Christ, your light must shine before others. Or else what are you doing? And so the the phrase that I guess and, and angered I said, a few people. No, angered one person. <laughs> uh, and it was was when I said it, and I didn't plan on saying it. Was, and I said it. Faith is not a private matter. I don't care what the president of the United States says. Okay, and here's where. Why would you think that got me into trouble? Oh, <laughs> hmm. let's see. Where do we start? <laughs> And people, the thing is also people hear what they want to hear and of hear, course. and obviously everybody comes with a different prism and different horizon of what what they hear and what they don't hear. But last night I was uh, uh, I was reading. Um, by the way, if if you and, and this is a, a plug and 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 a very good one. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, two editors who were up from Catholic News Agency. Or Catholic News were fired and and during Christmas right after COVID and and started their own uh, uh, reporting service for Catholic News and they're both canon lawyers remarkable journalists excellent and they do great job it's called the Pillar P I L L A R like the Pillar of Salt uh, I'm pretty sure it's not because of the Pillar of Salt but that's another story but uh, J D Flynn and Condon they do an extraordinary job and they're doing uh, some I, I was reading it they were doing some a story about um, a gentleman who is on the finance council of the Archdiocese of New York, who happens to be the CEO of Visa, and uh, and I'm I'm just going to read it to you because what what's going on is, you know, they're they're talking about the company's relation with trafficking and sex, sexual exploitation, mm-hmm. particularly with uh, child pornography and certain websites. Yep. And what he said was this, and, and they were asking him this. Uh, and I don't want to. Un- I don't want to mention the, the website's name because I don't want to give it promotion on this podcast. You know, so they asked him. So you haven't looked into these claims at all that people have against this website. So you know, because first of all, we don't have a relation with this website. Just to be clear, it's through acquirers, the institutions that connect merchants to credit card companies, and they have looked into it and they tested to us that they have not identified any cases where there is an issue in terms of issues with child exploitation and all that. Your sister used to work on those issues. Mm-hmm. 
So the question from these wonderful journalists to him is this, and it goes right to the heart of the gospel. Great question. You appear to be quite a devoted Catholic. Is this not a problem for you personally that you might inadvertently be funding this kind of practice? He goes, I run a company. So I leave my personal beliefs to myself. We're not moral arbiters. We're not lawmakers. We follow the law of the countries in which we do business. No! If I were the Archbishop of New York, I'd fire him from the, or you know, you don't fire him, you remove him from that finance council immediately yep. because just for that statement, not because of what he may or may not have done, just for that statement. Yep. And I know I'm being a little judgy and preachy, but I don't care. Oh, but it's causing scandal. It is. Because when it comes to, you know, and listen, I, we, I just did my Virtues column this yep. morning. You know, I wake up on the first Monday of the month and boom, it's there in my inbox. Do it before I get out of the house. So we're, if we're protecting children, we're doing all this, this line is the most anti-Catholic line that you can utter. I run a company, so I leave my personal feelings to myself. We're not moral arbiters. Yes, we are. We call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. Anything they may link your company with exploitation of children is wrong. Faith is not a private matter. If Jesus tells us you can't hide your light under a bushel basket, then your faith cannot be a private matter. Yes, I know you run a business. But at some times, and your wife's having trouble with that now working for, for Amazon, saying, okay, how do I manage my faith and you know, some of the things that Amazon espouses, like, okay, that's a balance that every Catholic that has to make a living, that has to go out into the public world. And this is where I guess, you know, someone, you know, some people had a problem with it, with what I said yesterday, because when I asked you last night, because we didn't, we didn't talk after mass because thanks to your son, but uh, he was ready for. He was ready to go home. But I mean, it was. It was. <laughs> it's, you know, taking your children five thirty mass. That that's a tricky problem. But you were in late the other day. But you, I, I forget what it is that you asked me, and, and I and I responded. Um, hold on a second. I, I I said to him, you know, somebody thought it. Some people thought it was political, and you, and, and he goes, and you responded, that, that was that political. was political. And I'm like, no. Uh, just because I. I can't, when I'm crafting a homily, when I'm mentioning a homily, I have to bring it down to a plot to what we're living right now. So, and I've mentioned celebrities and I've mentioned movies and I've mentioned songs and I've mentioned reference to pop culture and I mentioned leaders and I mentioned politics. And, and, and I was telling, talking to somebody after mass, I go, yes, I mentioned the president of the United States, you know, I'm talking about faith, but I go, here's, here's a good example of a president of the United States who always wears hard on this league, Jimmy Carter who probably did more good after his presidency yep. than before because he wore his heart in his sleeve and, and said, you know, even though we, you know, certain things that we don't agree with and certain things that are, you know, that, he, you know, espouses that are immoral, but habitat for humanity. And he actually, you know, put his money where his mouth is and would roll up his sleeves and actually build houses. And now he's in late 90s, so he right. can't do it anymore. But this is the faith. This is the gospel. And... The reason, and, and and it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. You know, if it doesn't make you uncomfortable, then it's not doing its job, and I'm not doing my job. Yeah. Is that, you know, so it, the temptation is to treat faith like a, a worldview, like a, a pair of glasses that I can put on and take off when mm-hmm. I want. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm at home, so I'm going to put on the, the Catholic worldview glasses, and now I'm going to work, so I'm going to take those Catholic worldview glasses off. And no, that's that's not that's faith not how faith works faith like, isn't confined to an hour a week on sunday right you know and and you know i, I mentioned we're, we're confirming 89 kids on friday for for the school 90 because we have a, a sibling joining us you know and we believe that when they receive something i don't know when we receive the sacrament we change you know there's a substantial change in us as we receive that holy spirit you know we we, we leave that church comp- a, a different person and it's not a, you know, it's not a, a jacket that we can put on or, or take off. You know, it's not a name tag with a with a magnet that we can slap on when when we want. You know, it's not a pair of glasses that we can say, okay, now it's convenient to look at the world through faith, and and now I'm going to take it off because I have a company to run. You know, it is who we are. It's not what we do. It's 
who we are. And that has to infiltrate every aspect of our life. And, and it's, it's a tricky balance, you know, but, but when we're out there, we have to say, you know, this is what I believe, you know, okay, maybe, maybe the company we work for is espousing things that we're against, okay, and it doesn't mean we, we have no, to I'm, leave the company, I, it just means we say, okay, and listen, that's, we, f I don't agree with it, but, you know, I may not be the, the head decision maker here, I don't agree with that. And leave it at that. But we we can't just kind of like plead the fifth and say no. You know, I'm right. I, I'm leaving my faith out of this. I don't want to say a word. Right. No, we're we're called to be witnesses to that. We're to call it out. And and we and we buy products from companies that, oh, that, oh, that donate goodness. to Planned Parenthood and that donate to things that are against our, our faith. If and we it, boy, if we started boy, we wouldn't we be we wouldn't be eating. We wouldn't know, have so. anything <laughs> exactly. So I mean, but that that's something that obviously we need to work on. Like. For example, I'll give you an example because I have it on my desk right now. Gir Girl Scout cookies, you know. Until you know, years ago, and there are people that maybe listen and says, "Oh, father, it's still going on." That Girl Scouts were in cahoots with Planned Parenthood and were you know teaching the girls. So you know, we stopped allowing Girl Scouts to right. uh, sell cookies, even though we love Girl Scout cookies, oh, especially my Samoas. So good, you know. But trefoils cold. In, in, you know, in the, in, I'm, in I'm, the a, I'm a very vanilla guy. Give me the butter cookies. You're not a van the thing is you're not a vanilla <laughs> guy, dude. I don't know where you're getting. I mean, that you may like vanilla is another story, but you're not a vanilla guy. Um, so, anyways, but the Girl Scouts, you know, so we didn't allow them, and it, and it broke my heart because you, these are girls, that, yeah, yeah. you know, that are you're doing good and they're they're innocent, and it's not their fault that the adults are making bad decisions. Right. And thankfully, they, you know, I had a in my previous parish, I had a lot of Girl Scout leaders that. You know, went in and investigated, make sure that that those monies were not going, and writing to them and make sure those monies were not going. See, but that's that. that's the key, right there. Right there, yeah. You know, it's not. You know, the 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 thing is putting our faith into action. It's mm -hmm. it's writing those letters. It's saying no, I don't, I don't think we should be doing this. It's you know, there's there's something wrong with there's this. There's supposed to be action, yeah. You know, not just you know. No, it's not my problem. I uh, know, not my problem. Right. You know, I'm I'm gonna leave my faith out of it now. No, mm -hmm. we're called to be. Witnesses to be, yeah. You know, and you st you started the homily at, at least at five thirty. You know, if if the cat if Catholics a billion two billion strong, whatever the mm -hmm. number is now, a billion and a half something you know, like that, went out and actually put our faith into practice the way we're called to, it, it, the world would be unrecognizable to what it is right now. Like, but even uh, even in this country, um, I'm looking up the Catholic population in this country. I mean, I know it was. I mean, the population of the U.S. is is oh, three hundred thirty million or something like that. Um, it's twenty two percent of. I don't want to look. By, I don't want to go by by Wikipedia. There's sixty one point <laughs> nine million Catholics in this country. Okay, just to put it in perspective, I don't want to again. I don't want to put it, make it political, but it, just to put it in perspective, eighty eighty one million people voted for President Biden. I'm not saying that, you know that if. All 61 who voted for the other guy, the other guy would have won. No, what I'm saying is that 61.9 million, that's only 18.7% of the population, but still, 61.9 million. Substantial. That's a lot. That's populations of big countries around the world. So we can make noise if we wanted yep. to. Like if we tell every Catholic, let's march on Washington. Now, yes, I know Roe v. Wade ended, but let's march on Washington so that people understand that we want abortion to end in our yep. country, we make inroads, and yep. we did. So, yes, things that are immoral. I tweeted something last week that it, oh, what is legal is not necessarily moral. Right. And you could, you know, obviously laws on euthanasia, laws on abortion, laws that make you know pot legal. All, you know, all these things, pornography, all these things are legal. But what is legal is not necessarily moral. So if we set the world on fire, as Jesus calls us to do, if we are the light of the world, if we share our faith, we cannot. Now, you didn't hear the but at 1030 Mass, I, the, I only mentioned the president by name, you know, not by name, I mentioned the president once. I went a little deeper for like 30 seconds, oh. saying that, okay, here's a man who... I know is a man of faith. And how do I know this? I have priest friends of mine who have sat with him. 
and have talked to him about faith. And the story goes, and I wish I had him on to talk about this. About eight years ago, the seminarian from St. Vincent de Paul traveled up to Washington when you know President Obama was president and, the, and, and President Biden was vice president. And they got a tour of the West Wing, and I guess, the, I don't know if, if they met in the vice president's office in the West Wing or if they met in the OEOB across the street, mm-hmm. the old executive office building. It's named after Eisenhower. Uh, but he greeted, and you know, even though he has, he's a Catholic and has always espoused and, and said, you know, that's a private matter, and uh, and I uh, and I don't, you know, and I support a woman's right to choose. You know, he met, and crops to him because if we go around congressional offices, which we have, you know, our if we had a Democratic Congress person in this in or person that was pro uh, congressman was pro-choice or congresswoman that was pro-choice they wouldn't receive us in yep. fact they're, they're not even there so he received them to his credit and it was only supposed to be a meet and greet and, and all that and he had him sit down and he goes yeah you know i'm glad you're here and and, and god bless you for for being seminarians who are starting to be priests and, and he, he went through his story and obviously our president Suffered unspeakable loss, losing his wife, his first wife, and and one of his children in a car accident in the early seventies. Right, you know, not too long after he was elected senator when he was in his twenties, and it's unspeakable loss. And then obviously he lost his son Bo in his mid forties and in the prime of his life, you know, to cancer after fighting and and mm-hmm. defending our country. So unspeakable loss. Uh, so he has a great story of faith. And if you haven't Google, and these are two people that a lot, you know, a lot of our listeners are going to roll their eyes, but. I I don't like Stephen Colbert, you know. You know he was not a worthy successor to David Letterman, who entertained me during my seminary years. Uh, but Stephen Colbert and the vice president had uh, the president when he was vice president had an <coughs> extraordinary conversation about faith. Both are yep. Catholic about faith and grief because mm-hmm. Stephen lost his uh, his dad when he was young. They had an extraordinary conversation about grief about eight years ago. And if you can Google that, that's amazing. Anyways, going back to the story in, in, in the White House. So the president, the, in the, you know, president Biden, or vice president Biden at the time receives these seminarians, which again, was just supposed to be a meet and greet. And he sits him down and starts explaining, okay, why, even though we don't buy it, why, you know, his position is faith is a private matter, but he goes even deeper into his faith. And every now and then his aides say, uh, Mr. Vice President, you have the council of mayors waiting for you. Yeah. Ah, I don't worry about the mayor. I don't, the mayor's going to wait. I'm dealing with future priests here. And ended up spending 45 minutes well, with them. Okay. Well. Now, there's a lot of people that will beat the drums and say, no, the president shouldn't receive communion because, you know, because he espouses abortion. And yes, his views got more radical uh, as he was running for mm-hmm. president, as he had to, you know, flank to his left to be able to get the primary nod and to be able to get elected. And listen, he got the most votes of any president in That's history. Right. And he had to go to the left. And now it's almost extreme that we you know, support a women's right to choose up to the moment of birth. And if that child is born and, you know, and survives, or that child during abortion survives, yeah. you can't do anything to save it. That's just barbaric. I mean, that's the word that Bishop Barron used because they just passed a law in Minnesota. That's where the Supreme Court kicked right. down to. The, the governor signed the law. I go, this is just barbaric and so his views of and he always was against taxpayer funding for abortion and was asked last week was asked last week by a reporter i guess it was ewtn they always or somebody that uh the bishops have criticized you know criticized uh him about you know taxpayer, and the president interrupted and said that's not what the bishop was saying and that's not even what pope francis is saying and then somebody put well this is what pope francis said mm-hmm. about funding abortion and his view on abortion, thinking that, oh, me and the Pope are on the same page in this. But the people that are beating their 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 their, their drums that the president should not receive communion, that's a matter, and I've always said this, between him mm. and his pastor and his bishop. Yep. And that's it. And that's it. Because I have politicians and I have federal judges and I have municipal court judges and I have plenty of lawyers in my parish and when I have a problem with them, I will sit down, and I have, and I will sit down with them. I, I, and I learned from this, you know, his birthday was yesterday, Bishop Estevez, when he was pastor 
of St. Agatha, he called in a, you know, this is low level, but a state a state rep or a state senator to, to you know, kind of like guide him because he was out there beating the stump, you know, defending the death penalty. And that's, see, that's that's something that, I don't know, we're against abortion, but we're, we're for the death penalty. Fry them. Negative. Fry them. That's not our faith. Oh, but Pope Pius II yeah. <laughs> back in the 1100 said this. I go, we've had several popes since, since then. Yep. Okay, and... And quite, both, and quite and the John Paul the second, uh, John Paul the second left a very tight, very very tight window mm-hmm. into when he published the Catechism ninety two, which was basically written by by Benedict the sixteenth right. when he was uh, uh, when he was a cardinal and head of the prefect of the doctrine mm-hmm. of the faith. That's a very very tight window to squeeze through, and Francis basically shut it yep. because. Look at Nicholas Cruz over in, in Parkland. Everybody wanted death, but he got life in prison. I think that's a far greater punishment. Absolutely. So we can be just like you say, people. You know, people will say pick and choose the cafeteria Catholics, but people on both sides, whether you're right or left, will pick and choose the things that we support yep. and things we don't support. So when you're letting your light shine before others, it has to be light, and that's a thing. When Jesus says, let your light shine before others so that they may see the good deeds that you do and glorify, that glorify your heavenly Father. And that's the key right there. That second, that second line. It can't be yep. hate. And too many times we demonize the other mm-hmm. side of whatever position we're arguing. We can't. And I wasn't demonizing the president. Because I don't care what the... Because what I was saying is I was bringing it down... Because and I said this at ten thirty, I would love to sit. And I said, I, if he was sitting here, I would say the same thing. And I would love to sit with him and say, "Explain to me." Oh. And who knows? Maybe it's it, it, you know in private. You know, he truly believes everything that you and I profess. Right. But because of his job and because of the people behind him and because he doesn't want anger, I don't know. I would like to believe, and I, when I say about the Eucharist, I go, you know what? If this man is receiving the Eucharist every Sunday, <laughs> we have to believe in the power and the miracle of the Eucharist. Absolutely. Oh, we spoke about that last Yeah, we, last year, last I, season, when, one, he was, one well, of these. When he was elected, probably. Yeah. We have to believe in that. I do. So we have to let, it's the good deeds, and that's what Jesus says, the good deeds. Yeah. And that's why we can't come at it with hate. We can't come at it with vitriol. We can't come at it with, you know, with just pounding your, you know, pounding your fists and say this is wrong. You know, it was very funny because I don't do the, I don't do the, um, the prayer of the faith when I rarely look at them before they reach my eyes on the on the pope and you know on during right after the creed. We get them out of a book. Annette, our sacramentarian, you know, transcribes them onto a piece of paper. And yesterday there was a, a prayer. That journalists, some to the effect of the main journalists may be honest, and I felt like chuckling in the middle, <laughs> into my microphone in the middle of mass because you don't get, you know, the Walter Cronkite mm-hmm. or the you know the Peter Jennings or the Tom Brokaws or in the back in the day who mm-hmm. were, you know, what they called them the voice of God. That what they said you believed and you believed that it was impartial. Only time that Walter Cronkite went rogue was when he denounced the war in Vietnam, and rightfully so. But, you know, so we don't have that right. person who to kind of guide us. So we're the ones that have to decide, okay, and read as much as we can. And I try to read from both sides. And I don't watch cable news or I don't watch, you know, because, you know, I, saw, I, I stopped that right when the pandemic happened. It was just too much. And, Awful. I, and that's not that I pick and choose. I look at the headlines on a website or I look at what's trending on Twitter. Okay, what, what's this all about? And, Apple, and actually, Apple News is, does a good job of curating the news. That you, you could, but and you read it, and you read both sides of an argument, and you, and you come to your own conclusion. God gave us the intellect to be able to come to our conclusion, and gave us the scriptures to be able to enlighten us, to light our way mm-hmm. towards Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. And it's that that last line of the gospel is, you know, your light must shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. And I love iconography because icons, whether it's the saints 
or whatever this icon may be, it's literally, it, it is a window allowing light to shine through, but every icon points through to something else, and it points back to Jesus Christ. You know, an, an icon of a saint is not about the saint. No. You know, and, and a, a statue of a saint is not about the saint. The statue of Mary, you know, as you know, wonderful and magnificent as she is, it's not about Mary because Mary herself points right back to her son. Mm-hmm. You know, the saints point us right back to son, to her, to, to Jesus Christ. You know, so it's our good deeds. You know, and we went we went off on uh, on the president, not off on the president, but we spent a lot of time on the president. You know, but it applies to every single one of us, which is what we started this this episode with. You know, every single one of us is called to live our to live our faith out loud. You know, and as a result of that, let that light shine through and and point right back to our heavenly Father but, that He may be glorified. But why did you, as you say, go off on the president? Why? Because he, outside the Pope, he's the most famous oh, Catholic course, on earth. Of course, you know? of course. I'm and just I, saying, you know, for our listeners, exactly. you know, it's it, but, this isn't an episode to say, oh yeah, that's his problem. No, no it isn't. It's, it's all of problem. us. It is all of us. I, I want to make mention to. To something I just saw in, in the Bible that's open in front of me on the commentary. Jesus uses comparison of salt and 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 light. And and the point of this gospel is this: it says by their deeds, the disciples, that's us, are to influence the world for good. They can no more escape notice than a city set on a hill, set on a mountain. If they fail in good works, they are as useless and flavorless as, as, as they are as useless as flavorless salt, or as a lamp whose light is is um, concealed, like the the salt that is trampled underfoot, or the light that's we're useless. We cannot see if, if if you confine your faith to one hour a week on Sunday. If your faith is a private matter, then you are a useless Christian. And today. Fighting words, fighting words, Father. Oh, whatever. <laughs> and today, we celebrate a saint, and it's actually saints plural, who allowed their light to shine before this, and it cost them their lives. Today, we celebrate the saint of a Japanese martyr, Saint Paul Miki, and his companions, who not only were martyred, but received the the martyrdom that Jesus Christ received. They were crucified, and if if you haven't seen the movie Silence by Martin Scorsese, I believe it came out six years ago. Should have been nominated for an Oscar, but God forbid Hollywood uh, nominate a, a movie about faith. And this is written written and directed by, or adapted because it was based on a novel, uh, by probably one of the greatest directors in cinematic history. Wasn't nominated for an Oscar. Nobody, not even screenplay, not, nothing. Okay? Oscar preview coming in two weeks. But he was talking about the Japanese persecutions in the 16th century and the Portuguese missionaries that would go to Japan. And here's St. Paul Miki's story. He was killed in Nagasaki, and we equate Nagasaki to where the atomic bomb uh, dropped. But three and a half centuries earlier, from you know that was in 1945, in, eight, in, in 1697, uh, sorry, sorry, 1597, 26 martyrs of Japan were crucified on a hill now known as the Holy Mountain overlooking Nagasaki. Among them were priests, brothers, laymen, Franciscan Jesuits, and members of the secular Franciscan order. They were catechists, doctors, simple artisans, and servants, old men, and innocent children, all united in common faith and love for Jesus and his church. And and if you see the movie Silence, you see how barbaric the Japanese in that time were in rooting out Anything that was foreign, and that had nothing. It was not just religion. Right. Remember, this is an island off the coast of China. They didn't want, you know, for the missionaries to get there. You saw the incredible ordeal for them to just get to Japan. And in the movie, you saw that the Portuguese missionary got there was played by Adam Driver and Liam Neeson, and, and I'm forgetting the third actor, uh, Andrew Gallagher, uh, who, who played uh, Spider-Man and the Amazing Spider-Man. I don't know why it was the first movie it came to me, but because he, he did other movies, <laughs> he was in the Social Network as well. Uh, but they 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 were excellent. In fact, one of them did, you know, the spiritual exercise of saying nations before he did this movie to get wow. into character. Talk about method acting. Yep. But when they got there, I remember they got to a village and and they hadn't had a priest in ten years, and they were so happy oh, wow. to see the priest, and be able to see receive communion for the first time, and be able to go to communion for the first time. Oh, but this 
Paul Miki's example goes even deeper than 10 years. So, Paul Miki, a Jesuit, a native of Japan, not a missionary, had become the best known among the martyrs of Japan. While hanging upon the cross where he was crucified, Paul Miki preached to the people gathered for the execution and said this. The sentence of judgment says, These men came to Japan from the Philippines, but I did not come from another country. I am a true Japanese. The only reason I'm being killed is that I have taught the doctrine of Christ. I certainly did teach the doctrine of Christ. I thank God is the reason that I die. I believe that I am telling the truth before I die. I know you believe me, and I want to say to all of you once again, ask Christ to help you become happy. He's saying this while on a cross. Ask Christ to help you become happy. I obey Christ. After Christ's example, I forgive my persecutors. I do not hate them. I ask God to have pity on all, and I hope my blood will follow my fellow men as a fruitful rain. That's what martyrs do. And the church is founded on the blood of the martyrs. Now, here's what here's the story. Why I say the ten years that Scorsese points out that these Portuguese missionaries found that the faith was still alive. This happened in 1597. When missionaries returned to Japan in the 1860s, at first they found no trace of Christianity. But after establishing themselves, they found that thousands of Christians lived around Nagasaki and that they had secretly preserved the faith for two and a half centuries. Wow. So he was beatified in 1627, not too long after his death, and was canonized in 1862. How about that? I mean, so these people went without, and, and entire generations went without knowing what, what a priest was, without knowing what the sacraments were, because they didn't have priests to celebrate mm. the sacraments, but they kept with the scriptures. That, you know, and remember, Catholics, we don't carry, we didn't carry on the Bible until before the 1950s. Uh, but with the scriptures and with the stories, the old tradition reminds you of the early Christians. They kept the faith alive. They let their light shine okay, among the people, and it probably cost people their lives during those times. We don't know because right. Japan was very, very much closed off from the world. And so the example of the saint that we celebrate today, not just this saint because you know, there were others, hundreds of others that were crucified, and, and, and the iconography, uh, you were talking about iconography. Um, I, I, I literally just saw it, and I don't know where it went. But it's basically this iconography of <laughs> Paul Minky being the first, and then hundreds of yep. crosses around, around him, him. is striking. And these are people who were their faith on their state, but didn't care. And that's why I say, if you can, you know, I look it up, if see if it's on one of the streamers or if it's on digital, watch the movie Silence. It is a difficult watch. You seen it? No. You've never seen Silence? I have not seen Silence. I have to lend it to you. I have it on, I have it on, on my shelf. It is a magnificent movie, and basically what they what the Japanese did, they knew what uh, apostasy was, and what they would make these missionaries do when they were torturing them was make them step on a cross. Well, they knew what they were doing, and they would crucify them, and or sometimes they would tie them to a cross, put them on, you know on the seashore and let the tide sweep over them oh. and drown them and have the you know the waves crash upon it was just unspeakable oh, wow. torture and that's why i said it's a difficult watch and i looked and and just to, it's a long movie but the beauty of the movie obviously it's directed by scorsese so it's beautifully acted beautifully written beautifully shot and he filmed it in the philippines not in japan but still it was so amazing and it shows and, and obviously, Scorsese has his problems with Catholicism and, and his voice at that. And, and I remember back in the 80s, we boycotted Last Temptation of Christ, which still to this day I have not seen. But what a magnificent movie. And it's a book that he's had with him, and it's been on his mind. I thankfully had the cachet to be able to film that, because yeah. Lord knows if it would have been, ever been filmed. But that's the faith that we need to profess, the faith of these Japanese martyrs who were able to be the light before the world, and they allowed that light to shine before others. And that's what we have to do. If not, then, well, then what are we doing? So, my friends, that last phrase, 
let your light shine before others. If you are the light of the world, then you cannot allow your faith to be a private matter. And I'll go even deeper. Your salvation is at stake. Because Jesus says it. If you deny me before men, I will deny you before my heavenly Father. It's not Father Manny's words. It's not Jorge's words. It's words from our Savior. And I and I and I don't claim to be a saint. No, I have never. I am a priest with many flaws. Who took that gospel? Took both those homilies that I preached yesterday, and you know was exhausted after struggle with the wording, struggle with the thing, and but stand by it. Because at the end of the day, my primary responsibility is the salvation of the souls of the people entrusted to my pastoral care. And so if I don't do that, and I sent Jorge a meme yesterday that Scott Hahn, of all people, <laughs> you know, posted. And the top was a picture of the T-Rex from Toy Story. You know, he's happy. He's afraid of his own shadow. And it says sermons today. The, and then the bottom of that meme was a picture of, of the T-Rex in Jurassic Park, oh. Jurassic World War, terrorizing everybody. It says sermons in the early church. Maybe we have to go back to that. Go back to our father, the, the patristics. Go back to our church fathers and church mothers. Who, they did not hold back. They did not hold back. And, and, and Father Andrew doesn't hold back. And I pray. I don't, and there's days that I... You know, remember Izzy says it a lot when she's on the podcast and calls me out on it. Some fluff, but this is too critical. The gospel deserves urgency on all our parts. Our self, my salvation is at stake when it comes to your salvation, and your salvation is at stake when it comes to proclaiming the gospel and spreading that light that has been put in your hearts. So. Do not make your faith a private matter. Let your light shine before all. All right, so after that, this segment becomes even more silly, right? Right. Especially <laughs> since there wasn't any football this weekend. But we got a Super Bowl on Sunday. We do. We got okay. Super Bowl squares with the whole staff. We have to, I have, to I have to send that out to everybody. That's right. And I got good numbers. What, I got 3-3? Three, 3-3. Three? Three, three. Wow, that's a good. That's pretty good. 3-3, three, three, and, and I think I got... Uh, you always want 7-7 seven, seven or 3-3 three, three or even 1-3 is good. Eight, you know. I can't remember what I got. 7-1? That's not bad. It's not terrible. Twenty-seven, twenty-one, or twenty-one, seventeen. Yeah. You know things like that. That's always fun, but that's that's all chance. Absolutely. But I haven't. You know what? Somebody asked me. First of all, I don't know why. I guess I did. We did this when we were kids. Well, at least when I was a kid, we we only had the Dolphins. So when it came to the World Series, NBA Finals, you know, you tell who are you rooting for. Uh, they don't like the answer. I don't care. I don't say I don't say that to the kids, but I really don't care. <laughs> Father Andrew cares because he wants the Eagles to lose being a Giants fan. I just want a good game. No, that's what I always root for is a good game. I want, you know, yesterday was the anniversary of the 28-3 debacle of Falcons and and, and Patriots, and his poor one out for Tom Brady. Do, do you think it's this is it? He, he recorded it here in Miami. He did. By the way, last night I saw that did you see Somebody, the sand? The sand. That's crazy. One hundred thousand dollars on eBay, where he made the announcement. All right, for those who are who are not uh, aware, he he made a video announcement for his second retirement and supposed final retirement. Someone went out, scouted the site, found the site yeah, based on the on the building, yeah. grabbed a. It's not hard to do if you know Miami Beach building. Yeah. You know. 
but he, he grabbed a little container, filled it with sand from that spot, and put it on eBay. Yeah. And said sand from the exact spot where Tom Brady announced his retirement. Yep. And what's it up to? $100,000? $100,000. Man, people are crazy in this country. We'll talk about the crazy in a second. Oh, wow. But, so people have asked me, Father, who do you think is going to win? And I'm like, really, I haven't thought about it. I, I was thinking about it because I wanted to make a prediction and, you know, memorialize it here on the podcast. Because Which we never go back and double check how. how no, by, by the way, we never went, we never updated who won. <laughs> Can you update them who won the uh, the the pigs pigs can pick them during the regular season? It was a tie. Mm-hmm. Between between you and Father Andrew. That's right. Caught him, <laughs> and and you want to know what game? I mean, you technically won on the last week tiebreaker. I did, but you know how? Which is kind of bogus. Like, what's bogus. the point of the tiebreaker? By the way, the tiebreaker. I always thought it was the last game of the weekend. Was I Monday. thought so too, the Monday yeah. night. But it was a random game. No, that, that came down to a ga- the, the Houston-Indianapolis game where Houston, all they need to do is lose to get the first-round pick, and what they do? They win. I picked Houston. I mean, I, I sorry, I picked Indianapolis, who had not won a game since the first game that Jeff Saturday coached. By the way, Indianapolis still doesn't have a coach and still is thinking about keeping Jeff Saturday, which boggles my imagination. So... When I saw that, I changed my evening pick. You know, use some yeah. strategery, as Will Ferrell would say, you know, imitating George W. Bush since we're equal opportunity offenders to all presidents of all parties. Uh, so, uh, and I changed it, you know, and he had one, I had the other. I forget, the Monday night game was Detroit and Green Bay, and I said Detroit's going to win this game. And I already had been leading. I had picked Green Bay originally, but I had been leading to Detroit. And even though Detroit had been eliminated before that game kicked off, I was like, I think Detroit goes into Lambeau and beats them, yeah. and they did. And that's what. So thank you, Dan Campbell, and the Detroit and the Detroit Lions. So well, I have your little trophy. There is no trophy. There is no trophy. Here's your trophy. It was a little. It was, it was a little graphic on the screen <laughs> that popped up with confetti and and all that. So yes. It was fun though. It, it, was, it made was the season it, entertaining. It, it, it was fun. Some people, you know, gave up. Nick gave up. Did, like two weeks, two weeks in, in, and you know, we'll, 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 you were playing golf with him tomorrow. We'll make him. We'll, 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 we'll rag on him about and it. Ashley, Ashley's not here today, but she started strong and then just Ashley was just making crazy picks trying to catch up at the end. No, it was, it, I, I, I was like at one point I was ten back on on Father Andrew and I came back. So keeping tabs. And we did this, you know, we did keep tabs on our predictions for baseball, which we'll make later this month. Two weeks from pitchers and catchers. Yeah. yeah. So I can uh, be useful in this segment. Yes, you could. <laughs> so I think it all comes down to Mahomes' ankle, but he's had two weeks to heal. But Jalen Hurts is not ready. Uh, Father Andrew. You guys throw a score out there? I'll throw a score out there. I w- I've been. Pr- I, I remember I, scored, uh, I tweeted out a score one time, and and the winning score hit, and the losing score did not. But it, it was three or four years ago. Um, I think that the front seven of the Eagles is the difference in this ball game, and I think it'll be Philadelphia thirty-three, Kansas City twenty-three. So I could win the pool also. Three, three. Of course, there you go. There you go. Uh, I apologize to Father Andrew. Right, so, you, so you got some points on the board. I I think I don't know what the over under on the game is. I'll look that up right now. Uh, that's a lot of points, you know, because both offenses can score. Mm-hmm. I did not see the NFC Championship game. Um, I did see. By the way, the the current line is Philadelphia one and a half, and the over under is fifty. So that goes way over the fifty. I think they go over. I think the front seven of the Eagles is too tough. Uh, Mahomes had trouble, and the line had trouble with the Bengals, which you know, formidable pass rush also. Uh, but I, that, that's what. I, and we and Andrew and I, Father Andrew and I, talked about this last week. That's why we thought that Cincinnati was not going to be a good matchup yeah. because you know Kansas City was having its way with with uh, Cincinnati's O line. The Eagles would have destroyed Joe Burrow. You said and, the ESPN matchup predictor. It's 50-50. 50-50. It's 50-50. Exactly. No, it's gone back and forth. It's a, It's kind of been, it started, you know, Kansas City was a favorite. Then it was a pick Now it's gone back and forth. And it'll probably go back and forth during the week. Now, obviously, we don't espouse gambling on this podcast. We don't, unless somebody wants to sponsor us. But, no, we couldn't do that. Then it totally goes against what I said in the first segment about the businessman. There are some crazy, you want to hear some crazy prop bets? You know, obviously, there's prop bets that, 
who's going to score the first touchdown, it's going to be head or tails, who's going to win the toss, all that jazz. But there's prop bets. You could make bets on, and this is always a fun one, yeah. how long the national anthem oh, yeah. will be. This, these are always Two fun. hours and five minutes. And I don't know who's going to This is from the first note sung to the last note sung. doesn't matter how long they hold it. Not from the moment they start the music. And I, don't, I know Rihanna's a halftime performer. I don't know who's singing the national anthem. I but, can contribute nothing Okay. Here. The color of the liquid of the Gatorade poured on the winning team's head coach. The favorite is 350, uh, plus for orange. I was going to say orange. And, and since I have been on the sidelines, I know what the, the colors are. If you want some inside info, usually it's orange. But sometimes it's red. The second one is blue, and you don't think you don't think the Vegas guys have better info yeah. than I do on this. Come on, they probably have people down there. What what's the color that the that the Kansas City guys use? What's the color that the trainers in in Philly yeah. use? Orange, blue. Actually, blue is the is the is the main one, and then I've oh, seen well, blue. Okay, one ten, green, yellow, or lime. And it's like clear water. Like yeah. there's there's one always with with straight water, red or pink, and purple, indigo, violet. I've seen the purple Gatorades. Yeah, the grape ones. But I've never seen it on the sidelines. No. So here's no, a great here's I'm a with, I'm going to orange. Here's I'm a funny one. On that one. By the way, this is all CJ for enter- entertainment purposes only. Will Andy Reid wear a Hawaiian shirt during the Super Bowl? Yes, plus sixteen hundred, no, minus fifteen thousand. <laughs> I mean, this is actually coaching the game during the Super Bowl. Another one with Andy Reid. Will he eat a cheeseburger before the end of the Super Bowl broadcast? <laughs> Plus seven fifty, yes. Minus nineteen hundred, no. Will and another Andy Reid special. Will the words "burger" or "cheeseburger" be said by Andy Reid during the post-game interview? That's hilarious. Yes. Plus one seventy-five, no. Minus two forty. See, that's more plausible. Oh, I'm gonna go home and eat, which he said before. No. You know, like even if he loses, eh, you know, he lost, but I'm gonna go home and eat a cheeseburger. I feel like a cheeseburger right now, and it's only ten o'clock in the morning. Uh, who's going to be shown cheeseburger for lunch? That would be great, and they're and they're seven fifty or yeah. today something like that. Uh, I love this one. Celebrity specials. Who's going to be shown during the Super Bowl broadcast? Now, who are your Philly? Uh, your Philly fans are obviously Bradley Cooper, who made a movie about this. Mm. Uh, Phil- oh, yeah, Silver yeah, Lining's yeah. Playbook. You yep. saw that. Oh, that's, that's, a great was, movie. that's a great movie. You know, Jennifer Lawrence going toe-to-toe, getting Oscar preview in two weeks. Two weeks or three weeks, I don't know. Uh, so, Bradley Cooper, minus 250. Matt Damon, minus 120. Will Smith, slapping somebody. Sorry. Will, <laughs> I popped that. Sorry, came out wrong. Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. I feel like, you know, Larry the Cable Guy was like, God forgive me and all the pygmies in, in, in Australia. Uh, Will Smith, my, plus 200. Kim Kardashian, plus 250. Kevin Hart, big eagle, said minus 250. Rob McElhenney. Do you know who Rob McElhenney is? He's the guy that owns the the. I've told you to watch watch his show. That owns that Welsh soccer team with Ryan. Reynolds. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Plus one twenty. Wrexham. Wrexham. There you see. No, yeah, there see. you go. They had a, they have a big game coming up to advance to, to play Tottenham. Uh, I forget who they're playing. It's uh she- Sheffield from uh the, the Championship League. Miles Teller, Leonardo DiCaprio, Mike Trout. Big Philly, big Philly fan because he's in, he's from South Jersey. Brad Pitt, Ben Affleck, and this is very odd and very out of left field. Pink. Oh, I haven't heard her name in a long time. Okay, <laughs> we're killing time because we have absolutely nothing to talk about in sports this week. Okay, Ooh. uh, who will the who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first in his program? That's that's will a fan run run on the field during the game? We won't know because they never show it on the broadcast. No, but they do mention they mention it. Because there's that awkward pause, unless it's a commercial break. Vegas has something called the Drake curse. Because Drake always is a bandwagoner. Yeah. What team apparel will Drake be wearing on Super Bowl Sunday? Philly. Kansas City. He's going to Philly. No. Vegas has Kansas City no minus way. 350. Philly plus 245. Uh, <laughs> first TV advertisement. Will it be the avocados from Mexico or Hellman's mayonnaise? <laughs> I don't get it. Speaking of mayo, do you see the mayo dump? Oh, yeah, in, the, in that in at the, at the, the college football at the Duke uh, Mayo's Bowl. Oh, that's that's gross. That was, that's gross. That and they, gross. and they, what they do with some so it's, it's the Gatorade dump, Michael the Gatorade bath with mayo, a 
giant vat of mayonnaise. That it's <laughs> last year, Mike Golick Jr. I don't know if he got in trouble or he dipped Oreos oh, into no. mayo and oh, ate them disgusting. on national television All right. during the broadcast. All that appetite had built up for our cheeseburger gone. Right. <laughs> First TV ad beside Doritos or M and M's. Then between beers, Heineken versus Budweiser. What's M and M's doing? You want to go into that? Yeah, they were tired. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's totally a, a PR. Oh no, but they're they're going to. It's it's PR, it's a PR because stint. it's a PR stunt because they're going to have an advertisement with Maya Rudolph. Yeah. this weekend yeah. they retired, uh, retired the M&M the, the that had uh, heels. No, all of them. They retired all of them. That's temporary. We, I mean, people have little M and M dispensers of yeah. these M and M, you know, with the legs and and the they just have the Santa commercial. That's yeah, you been, can't get rid of the M and M guys. The, the your whole M and M store would go poof. I ate a half a bag of M and M's before I went to bed last night. Peanut, peanut, of course. The only. I, think, I mean, I like it. Like the job with peanut. Yeah, but peanut. I buy two of those before I get into any flight. This is a special for Izzy. A shout out for Izzy who refuses to admit, and Sophie, that. Peanut M and M's are the best. Oh, we have to fire them now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, how many TikTok videos will Jackson Mahomes post? I don't know who Jack. Oh, that's I don't know if his father or his brother. How many times will Kelsey brothers facing off against each other be mentioned during the broadcast? Over unders only one and a half. No. Uh, national it'll, it'll anthem. Be, it'll be a segment in the pregame. Yeah. Oh, here's a good one. Number of hot dogs sold in the stadium. Over under 17,000. That's a lot. Wow. Uh, what movie clip will Coach Sirianni, the coach of the Philadelphia, show the team before the game? The night before the game. Rocky, Friday Night Lights, Invincible, Braveheart, Any Given Sunday, or Eight Mile. Eight Mile. That's from Detroit. Uh, will any player propose to his girlfriend on the field after the game? That's a good one. Uh, plus 375 for yes, minus 600 for no. <laughs> this one's funny. Will Tom Cruise parachute into the stadium and hand deliver the game ball to the referees? Yes, plus twelve five hundred. <laughs> no, minus fifteen hundred. I'm gonna go with no on that one. By the way, State Farm Field has a retractable dome, so it's like it's, yeah, I'm still going with no on that okay. one. Um, will the power go out during the Super Bowl? <laughs> that was ten years ago. Uh, yes, plus twenty five hundred. No, minus one hundred thousand. But those those are funny. Those are there's some crazy and people bet on these things. Yep, with real. Give money. your money to charity. Give them to the church, please. Obviously, the the ones are you know are obviously over under. The that's fifty points. Who's going to be the first touchdown score? Anytime touchdown scorer. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey, Jalen Hurts, Isaiah Pacheco, Miles Sanders, AJ Brown. Uh, who's going to be the first one to catch a touchdown? I usually I will put. If I had to think, I would think Travis Kelsey, and uh, between both teams. Um, and he actually has a better odds. Will anyone have two plus touchdowns? Tavis Kelsey is a favorite on that one. Um, I don't see a lot of points in this game, though. Why? The defense? Yeah. The, the Philly defense? Philly's given up seven points in each of the playoff games. That's yeah, it. But, but, here, but here's the thing. In the first game, I know it's trounced, Mahomes, but. They trounced, and a lot of people were saying Philly has played no one. They played a Giants team that were just happy to be there. And then they played a third string quarterback that was knocked out. Five plays into his, or whatever it was, into the first series, and then it was done. But I'm taking the under. But on really? 50, I'm taking the under. But it's Mahomes. Yeah, on, on a gimpy leg. But Mahomes has not played well in Super Bowls. Even the one that he won. Remember, San Francisco was about to win that game. I had no business winning that game. Kansas was a far superior team. And Mahomes pulled it out. Yep. Uh, Super Bowl MVP, the favorite is Hurts and Mahomes. And then Kelsey. Uh, and then the rest are just, you know, random player, you know, who's gonna have most rushing yards, who's gonna who's gonna record a sack, and all that. So you have I have Philly winning, you have I go I'll go Philly. Yeah. But I'm taking the under. All right. I won't throw a score out there, but I'm taking the under. Okay. I have th- what did I say, thirty three twenty three? Yeah. That's what I'll, yeah, I'll stick to you it. You want your I want my three three. You want eight. your gift card. I, and I don't want the twenty three to <laughs> You want to win the pool. Yeah, I want to win the pool. There you go. Just it's about winning, baby. It's about winning. Uh, the Heat lost to the Knicks at a game that Ashley is at. In fact, Ashley's still. I hope she's back. She was struggling to get out of New York. She was in New York in the coldest weekend of the year. It was 
under zero yep. with wind chill. It was like 16 degrees on Saturday. Crazy. Uh, he, she went to the Knicks game. It's always been a three. I watched a game in Madison Square Garden and, uh, with the Heat. Almost had the chance a couple of years and didn't do it when I was with the Dolphins. And then they lost to Milwaukee. And brave, good showing on Saturday. The Knicks are catching up. But Kyrie Irving traded to Dallas. And obviously, we didn't want any part of that clown show. And everywhere he's gone, oh, no, this team will fix it. Listen, yeah. he was with Boston. And mm. Boston is as stable as stable can get. And it didn't work with Boston. So he goes to Dallas. Going to be teamed up with Luka. Excuse Bless me. You. And I had I had that. Need a whole, sneeze I was, button. Yeah, I know. We, we don't have a sneeze <laughs> button. But I apologize. But Kyrie Irving just brings out, ugh. So now let's see the trade deadlines on Thursday. Well, KD won out. But here's the thing. Brooklyn is currently the fourth seed in the East. Miami's a six. So you don't want to be in the seven because then you have to play that play-in thing. And the Knicks are catching up to us. We, had to, we That was the first game of four we still had to play with the Knicks. So we have three left with the Knicks. And then uh, Panthers, did you know that we hosted All-Star Weekend? I did. This week? I saw the game. I saw the I saw All-Star. You did? It was a, it was you were a, the one? I, I, it <laughs> was a neat format, though. It is an it interesting is, format. Yeah. It's not East versus West. It's it's a little tournament. A little, little tournament between the divisions yeah. and stuff. I, and it was fun. one of our guys, I think. It was Chuck, really hard to watch, though. Why? The uniforms were very, very similar. It was a it was a black and white with with the Miami Vice colors, but the the white jerseys had black backs, and then the black jerseys had white backs. Yeah. So if you're skating the same direction, that's all the same color going one way. Whippy. (laughs) By the way, you know what the get in get in price for the Super Bowl is right now to sit in nosebleeds. Starts at forty five hundred. You want to sit on the fifty yard line? It's like eleven thousand. That's absurd. It is, and that's not counting. That's absurd. And that's not counting, you know, airfare to get over there. Yeah, that and, just to get and inside. The, and and to, and concessions. And conce- I don't want to think about concessions. No, that's that's nothing compared to what you pay in a hotel. Oh yeah, unless you want to sleep on the street. And who knows? There's probably some crazy Philly fans. But concessions are that. bad enough normally on a Super Bowl. Oof. Not if you eat from the 305 menu from the Florida from the Miami Marlins. Okay, what's going to be the special ah, here announcement? Here we go. Here it is. Here this it is, is your wheelhouse. What is going to be Jeff Conine's special they've announcement? Been, they've been teasing it, idiots. And I think they spoiled their own surprise. Why? Did you saw like something that. you pointed out to me? On yeah, they they loaded up the equipment to take it up to Jupiter, and and in in one of the wrapped bags you saw teal pinstripes. But see, big training. Gear is different from regular season gear. They never, rarely, yep. like for example, I'll give you an example. The Yankees only wear pinstripes in Steinbrenner Field in Tampa on the opening game of spring training. They don't wear it again until they get to Yankees. I still think we need to make the blues, uh, the alternate blues, a, a, a the regular that, season. I have that jersey. Yeah, I love but that. But they wear, they wear it, that blue is beautiful. It's I don't know. I, I think they might be shifting it to teal. I think that's the, the announcement that's coming. Okay. Uh, we'll see. You saw it. They they announced Jazz as the cover uh, yeah. of MLB The Show. It pissed off people everywhere. Oh, yeah. But if you, but the original picture had the, the two armbands, different colors, and they were Photoshopped to teal. And he had that old and he had school the teal, old school teal, teal Marlins jacket, jacket yeah, and they didn't really use cool. any of the primary jerseys. Which I'm, I'm looking at the flags behind you. So I, I think, uh, just, no. We'll see. It's just but yes, Jeff, than Jeff Conine is supposedly making a special announcement on Saturday, on Saturday at FanFest. Will you be there? I will not. Neither will I. Well, you have a First Communion I have First Communion parents parent retreat. retreat. And I have two weddings and, and a 15s I have to go to. So, But give me the teal, man. Give me the teal. Bring it back. I'm I, th- I think they're doing like a special. It's, a, it's the anniversary. As we get closer, because, by the way, the end game for the NFL is to have Super Bowl Sunday on President's Day weekend. So we could have pres- the day after off, which was, would be great. Except uh, we don't have President's Day off. The school does. We don't. I didn't give you guys that off. Ah, oh, it's a shame. No, I don't think that's. A, I don't think that's one of the. the our no, it's not. It's holidays. not. I don't think it is either. It's President's Day and Columbus Day are like there. All right, so I think that's the end game for 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 the NFL. Now, if that happens, that moves the NFL closer to the beginning of spring training, which would be sweet. Uh, the Yankees are pitching the report a week from today. I don't know when the Marlins report. But I think it, they, they're starting it earlier because of the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. And I'm getting psyched for that. Yeah. I mean, we got to go to one. It's going to be here. It's going to be here every, pretty much every round. USA starts in Arizona, but then 
they advance and they teach no reason they, well, they my, my they, favorite moment of the Super Bowl continues to be quadruple zeros at the end because that means it's baseball season there you go let's go he he, he loves it <laughs> uh, don't want to finish without mentioning that Martin, Martin Truex Jr. won the clash at the Coliseum last night congratulations to him uh, Daytona 500 is right over my head Daytona 500 is two weeks it's two weeks so if you wouldn't have said daytona right now i would have been like what are we talking about golf boxing what's happening here golf pebble beach <laughs> they're finishing it later this morning because they were rained out most of the weekend they had wet conditions you had to see pebble beach you got to put it on that big screen you just put outside your ear I've your dri- I've, i think i've driven pebble beach when i was out there you get it i mean it's, i didn't obviously i was all right now the pray for jorge and i jorge won in in, in a raffle oh, or an auction where uh, a, a, a golf outing for foursome at Deering Bay. I didn't even know Deering. Deering Bay Yacht and Country Club. I didn't even know it existed. It was designed by Arnold Palmer. It is from what I've talked to a friend of mine who plays golf yesterday. Yeah. And he goes, are you nuts? I'm like, well, yeah. better than being, you know, it's we my day have, off to We home. should have a prop bet right now. How many golf balls are we going to send into the into the water? Uh, over under 10. It's 18 holes. Over and under it's 10. Four, and it's four of us. You collectively or oh, by yeah, golfer? No, collectively. Oh, no, at least 40 balls. <laughs> for sure. Thankfully, I haven't had to buy a golf ball since I got here because all the golf balls off the second tee end up yep. in my backyard. And, you know, so I just use those. And thank you. I mean, I don't, I can't, under, you know, not that I can't afford titles. Why would I pay 50 bucks for yep. these balls? They end up in my backyard anyway. So it's, I use those. So well, we're going to kiss them all goodbye tomorrow. Yep. But still, it's going to be great fun. It is. It's going to be great fun. So let your light shine before others, my friends. Do not hide the light that Jesus Christ has put into your life. And since it is Super Bowl Sunday, I'm going to write this in the bulletin later on this morning. You know, think about the men who get up there. And sometimes you say they pay lip service and say, yeah, I want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But I pray with these men. Tim Tebow did so much evangelization by putting scripture passage when he was in college, even though he was in Florida, on his, you know, on his eye black. Like, yep. And, you know, that's wearing your faith on your sleeve. And 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 we saw that last month when DeVar Hamlin uh, was was injured or had wasn't injured. It was when he suffered the cardiac arrest, how many people prayed and how they wore their faith on their sleeves. That's what we need to do as Catholics to go out there and remind ourselves that faith is not a private matter. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.